I'm going to go ahead tonight and get into the word here. I'm going to be reading from Numbers chapter 13. And uh, another quick testimony here while you're getting to that. My uh, thing wasn't coming up here, so I was like, I thought I lost my message. So I just had to vamp there for a minute until I was able to get it to come back up. So thank you, Jesus, for my notes coming back up on my screen here because I thought it was gone. Um, If you're there at Numbers chapter 13, say amen. I'm going to be reading Numbers chapter 13, verses 1 through 3, and then I'll be skipping down to verse 25. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I have given unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. Skipping down to verse 25, it says, And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days, and they went and came to Moses and Aaron, and all and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, unto the wilderness of Paran, and to Kadesh, and brought back the word unto them, and unto all the congregation they showed them fruit of the land, and they told him and said, We came unto the land whither thou sentest, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and it, this is the, the fruit. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, the Amalekites, dwell in the land in the south, and the Hittites and the Jezebites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And in verse 30, Caleb says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. But the men went up with him and said, We be not able to go against the people, for they are stronger than we. So I want to just speak for a couple minutes tonight on a simple topic. We are more than able to conquer. Lord, we thank you, God, for being in this place today, God. We're thankful for everything that you've done in our lives and the things that you've done in this service. And I pray, Lord God, that you just move in a mighty way through the rest of this service. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. So we find in our text here the Israelites. They're in the wilderness. They've been delivered out of the land of Egypt. And they're kind of in this wandering state, right? And that's where we see God. He commands Moses to send basically scouts to go check out the land that has been promised to him. The Bible says that it already has been given to them, as it, is so, as it says in verse uh, 2. And, you know, we see that they go out, and the majority come back. There were 12 that went back. Only two thought that the land, you know, was ready to be taken. And the other 10, they had fear. They had doubt. And there were reasons to be, you know, have some fear and doubt. You know, there were men there that they said were strong, that had probably inhabited that land for many years. Men that probably knew, like, if there was a time of war, you know, geographically better than them. So they would have some tactical advantages. So all of these doubts were creeping in to those ten men that went and scouted out the land. But again, we find Caleb that says, I, we need to go now because we can overcome that. Another form of the Bible, another uh, translation says, we surely can conquer it. But again, there is doubt. Many people didn't think it was going to happen. And I started thinking about that. And every time I think about the children of Israel, especially after 
uh, the exit of Egypt. Sometimes I get mind-boggled, and I'm sure you do too, when you read the scripture of how little faith they have. You know, right after they're um, out, they you know, see the ten plagues happen. They see the Red Sea parted. And shortly thereafter, you know, Moses goes away for, you know, a few weeks and they lose their minds and they think it's time to pray to something else because Moses is surely lost. Just a short while before they were being, you know, delivered from God and they thought, oh, God just abandoned us in the wilderness. And then we see here that God has promised them a land and they're fearful. They doubt that they can do it. And they're looking at it from their own point of view, which we can do at times. So again, with someone that's seen so many great things happen, with the people that have seen so many awesome miracles, I always wonder how can they lose their faith so quickly. But then as I start to think about that, I start to think about myself and how many times I have lost faith or just don't even think about God in certain situations that I should. Something my grandma always likes to tell me when I'm fretting, which I a lot of you don't know me very well yet. I can complain at times. I can let situations overtake me at moments, and I just I like to vent. I'm sure there's other people here that like to vent. And my grandma, when I usually am venting to her, she's like, have you prayed about it? I'm like, ah, no, God doesn't probably care about this situation in my life. Like, I don't need to pray about that. Like, you know, he has other things that he, you know, has to conquer there. But that's just a mindset of the devil that the devil puts in place for us. So when I think about the children of Israel and all the lack of faith they have, I also then started thinking about myself and how I have lack of faith and how sometimes that can erupt into my life and how sometimes I just forget or choose not to involve God in life. You know, we get excited when we hear preachers preach, you know, from Ephesians chapter 3 and 20 when it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And we'll shout, we'll praise his name, we'll be ready to run right out the door into our world. But what happens when we get into that world? What are we really doing? Are we really believing that scripture? Do we have the faith like that scripture talks about? Because again, we can shout about it, but... We don't always live it. I went to a concert a few weeks ago in Indianapolis, and it was a Pentecostal uh, artist, uh, Draylon Young. A little plug there for him, but he's doing great things for God right now. And he started talking before one of his songs, and he referenced this scripture. And he talked about how he has, you know, a family member that wasn't in church, and that, you know, she's saved now. And but before she was saved, he talked about how just sometimes it was his mom, and how sometimes she would weigh him down because she had different addictions and things. She lived a hard life and, you know, it was hard for her at times to let certain things go. And he said there would come points in his life where the phone would ring and it would be his mom. And he said he just wouldn't want to answer the phone. He talked about how just the stress or the thought of talking to her stressed him out because of the different things that may have been going on in her life on that particular day. And then he continued to talk about how he had lost faith. And he just, God hit him one day, like, you know, I'm supposed to be reaching out to this person. I'm supposed to be there for this person and be that light for her, but I don't want to because it's weighing me down. And he went on to say, you know, the reason that was is because he was trusting man. He was trusting his mom, putting all his faith in his mom, who he knew wouldn't be able to turn her life around just on her own accord. But he said when he started to put his belief in God... That's when, you know, 
things started changing, and that's where he realized he needed to be there for her in every situation, that it wasn't going to be on her own that she was going to change her life. It was going to be through God, and maybe God was going to use him in that situation. And I can think about that in my life as well. I have unsaved family members, family members that I'm not proud of things they're doing in this moment, and times where it's difficult to talk to them. It's difficult to deal with them. It's difficult to understand their life choices. And sometimes it can be burdensome, right? You know, life weighs us down. It's like I have my own problems. I can't deal with their problems and my problems. And I just sometimes don't want to deal with it. So when he talked about that story, it just was like, God, that's me too. That's, that's exactly the way I am sometimes. Like I believe that you can do everything until it gets into my own world, until I get into certain situations. I'm like, well, God, that person's been living that way for 20 years, like, and they know truth. They walked away from truth. How are they going to come back to that? But again, it's up to us to be that light. It's up to us to be there in their time of need. Pastor Sheeran's been preaching about it. Uh, what's he say? The, the only thing worse than being lost is nobody looking. And I thought about that. I put a little twist on that. The only thing that's wor- being worse than lost is having someone know you're lost, but not wanting to deal with where you're at. And every single one of us have a situation that we can think of, right? And that's where we need to make sure that we're living a mindset and a mindset that it's not about us and it's not about them, but it's about God just moving forward and God's kingdom expanding. And that those people's lives, those people that we don't always understand why they're doing the things they're doing, but if we continue to be that light, they can move forward. The rest of Ephesians there, that little prayer that Paul says, it goes on from Ephesians chapter 14 and verse 21. I'm going to read the whole thing in context. It says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, be strengthened with the might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye... that ye be being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of God now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all the ages world without end amen I want to be that person today I want that prayer to be something that I am praying constantly. I want to be a person that's grounded in love. I want to be someone that's not looking at the world from my lens. Because when you look through the uh, human lens, the world's a dirty place. The world is a place that's confused and broken. And if we're looking at it through our own lens, eventually we're going to think that there is nothing worth doing. That no matter what we do in life, the world's just going to be this broken place and we can't make a difference. But when we look at the world the way that God sees it with love, seeing the people around us and that there are people hurting and that we can be that difference, you know, that's the way we need to see it. I want to be a person that is looking around with love. I want to be a person that is looking to see, you know, how we can change this community. It's God's will for us to walk with purpose. It's God's will for us to walk with passion and strength and boldness. We need to make sure that that's the way that we're looking today at the world. There are so many things that we can do if we would just not look at it by our own eyes, but we'd look at it through God's eyes. 
Isaiah chapter 55, 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. We have people that face problems. And a problem that we all face a lot of times is that we have doubt in ourselves. We may feel like we're not the smartest person. We may feel like we're not the best person to talk to someone because we may not know the Bible as well as someone else. We may feel like we're not the most talented or that we have something wrong with us so that we can't reach the world. That's a lie from the enemy to try to disrupt us and try to sway us away from being that light that God has called us to be. Sometimes we think of ministry and we think you have to be talented. You have to be this outgoing person and you have to basically check all these boxes. But God is calling every single one of us to be a light to our community. It doesn't matter, you know, what skills and talents we have. When we give our life to God, he'll find different ways to plug us into the church because that's the great thing. You know, the church is a body, right? There are certain things that I am not good at. That someone else in the church is going to be good at. And vice versa. We're going to be able to make a difference when we bind together. We need to make sure that that is our mindset today. That we're just, you know, we may not be the most skilled. We may not feel like we have it all put together. But when we come together as a body, we're whole. And we can make a difference in this community. The world, a lot of times, will say, you know, to be a winner, we have to go first. To be you know, accomplish, you have to basically go at it yourself and you have to be, you know, set yourself apart. But God is saying, I need you to join together. I need you to take a step back. I need you to humble yourself. And that's where we need to be today. We need to make sure that we are living a life that is pleasing to God and pleasing to God is taking a step back. It's, you know, seeing a bigger picture. That's another thing of mine is sometimes I'll look at the way something looks right in its immediate, you know, aftermath of something and think, wow, I don't see how anything is going to happen for that. But when we start looking at things from a broader perspective, God will start opening up. This is how I can use it for the kingdom. This is how this is going to happen. We need to make sure today that that's where we are and that's who, uh, how we're going. We need to make sure that we're prayed up, that we're read up, that we're spirit led. We can't reach a world when we don't know the word of God, right? Uh, I preached to the, the, the youth a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about how Jesus, you know, uh, several times in his ministry went up on a mountaintop. And I was reminded of the time where he brought, you know, Peter, uh, James, and John up to the mountaintop, and he showed them basically that he really was God and that, you know, tied basically Old and New Testament together. There, and it kind of gave them, you know, validation for what they were believing. And that's what the word of God does in our life, too. It validates what we believe. And it, when we walk in a life that's le- spirit-led, the word of God will back us up. That's why it's so important to understand his word and to read his word. We need to make sure that as we're going out into our community that we understand that today. We need to make sure that we're looking for those opportunities to, to make a difference we all know we live in a world where there are so many different people that are hurting. We can really probably just point at somebody randomly, and there's probably something going on in their life. But when we are in that prayer mindset and we're constantly focusing on God, he'll start pointing us out where we need to go. He'll start showing us, hey, why don't you go talk to that person? Why don't you invite them to church or give you a little nudge at your workplace? Like, maybe go talk to that person today. You know, there's been so many times in my own walk with God where 
I didn't expect someone to want to hear from God. And sometimes I just let it happen organically. And, you know, but it's just me ready for that opportunity. You know, I was going golfing with a friend uh, a few months ago, someone that I would have never thought, you know, would be interested in church. And we're just waiting. There's some people, the hole was kind of blocked up so we couldn't take our drive. And he, we're just talking, making small talk. And all of a sudden he's like, so do you go to a church that speaks in tongues? And I just like had to do a double take. So I'm like, you know what speaking in tongues is? And he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, I've actually been to, uh, used to go to a convention in Springfield where, you know, I'd see people like slain in the spirit. I'm like, you know, slain in what that is slain in the spirit, like just completely caught off guard. And it gave me an opportunity to talk to him about what I believe and why I believe it. And those encounters happen all the time when we are focused on God and when we have a God mindset, like when we just want to focus on him. Um, there is a uh, minister at Indiana Bible College, and he talks about basically in his own mind, he's having basically constant communication with God because he doesn't want to miss a second where God can use him. We need to make sure that that's our mindset. We need to make sure that we have that evangelistic mindset when we're out in our world, when we're on our job sites, and when we're you know just really about anywhere. We need to make sure that our hearts are full and led of his spirit, that our minds must be transformed and full of his truth. And we get that by being spirit-led and diving into his word. Isaiah chapter 29 and 13 says, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as the, this people draw near to me with their mouth and with their lip do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. We may, we may at times want to go through the motions of being a Christian, but we have to make sure that our hearts are fully invested in it. Remember, the great command is to love God and to love people. If our heart is after Christ and we're walking with him, the love of God will flow through you and reach us and we can reach souls. We need to make sure that that's our mindset today, that it's to reach souls. I want to invite uh, Brother Littles up and Sister Amber. I just want to close the service with just a little bit of prayer here and just, you know, make sure that we have that evangelistic mindset as we go forward.